Hey guys, in today's episode, we're gonna talk about success. We're gonna talk about why your past does not predict your future. And I'm gonna share with you a really cool story from a person who was really struggling and was destined to be a, a loser and unsuccessful individual who became a millionaire. And it was all because of some very specific actions that he took that really came about by accident. It's a really cool story. And the idea from this came up from, um, I just left my, my church's men's group and we we're talking a lot about the brain and reprogramming yourself. And it's really cool stuff. If you guys ever get a chance, right? Do some study on the brain, do some study on neural pathways. Um, you don't understand how much control we have over ourselves as far as the reprogramming. And this is something that I've become very passionate about over the years. It's funny. Um, my mother was a psychology professor and I don't have a good relationship with her at all. So my entire life, I've basically tried to avoid psychology. I also tried to avoid economics and lo and behold, now that's what I deal with on a regular basis, being a professional trader for 16 years and being a professional trading coach for what, 10 years where I deal with economics and psychology all the time. But I've kind of accepted this fact and I, I've dove in a lot and I have a lot of conversations about changing yourself for better, whether it's through um, trading, whether it's just, you know, in everyday life, whether it's coaching track and field and, and, and dealing with college aged students who are going through that weird process of kind of finding themselves. And you'd be amazed at how much control we have in our success. And this was a tough pill for me to swallow because my entire life I was always told product of your environment, right? I come from a urban environment. Um, African-American males were not supposed to get out of this environment unless we sold drugs, unless we became musicians or unless we played sports, right? There was no other options. That is what we were told. That was what was ingrained in our heads growing up. Um, so that's all we thought. And it's unfortunate because many people still think this way and because of that they don't they don't do anything different and in the intro i kind of talked about your past doesn't project your future and that's kind of deals with that product of your environment thing where a lot of people believe that because this has happened in the past whether to them whether it's a brother or sister or some type of family member they are destined to kind of be the same and they accept that and they ultimately end up in the same place however you can change your path, right? Again, the cool thing about 1% change or one degree change is this, right? If you can imagine yourself standing where you're standing and your quote unquote destined path is straight ahead, right? If you just shift by one degree to the right and you take steps, 10 steps forward, you're going to be in a different place before. You take 20 steps forward, you're going to be in a different place before. You take 30 steps forward, you're going to be in a completely different place than you were if you were just to walk straight. And that's just a one degree change over a small period of time. Imagine a one degree change in many aspects of your life. So a two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 degree change over weeks, months, years, you can put yourself in a completely different position than what you are quote unquote destined to be. You just have to believe it. You have to convince yourself of it. And most importantly, you have to take the correct actions to do so. And I heard this cool story and, and you know, pardon me if you know the details. I don't know all the details, but I'm going to try and tell it to you as best as I remember about this millionaire who really 
started off as a failure, right? This guy was, you know, an underperformer in school. He got bad grades, didn't pay attention. He was in the, the Midwest single um, single mother family. So, right, all the kind of stereotypical things of uh, a failing person. And he had all accepted that he was going to be a loser. He wasn't going to take any tests to graduate high school. He was just going to go do whatever he was going to do, which is, you know, probably get into trouble and, and kind of continue that uh, continue that cycle of, of failure in his family. And he knew that despite his struggles and his failures, um, his mom was very passionate about him trying. She she wanted him to take this test called the SAT. And for you guys that are not familiar, the SAT is like an exit exam in our high school system. So if you want to go to college, if you want to go to university, you have to take this test called the SAT. And then based on your scores, when you apply for a college or whatever, um, you get accepted or you don't get accepted or maybe you can earn much scholarship money, right? It's kind of your, your grading system for the next level of higher education. So he took this test. And the only reason he took this test is because, hey, his mom said, take it, right? Take it. I'm going to do this for you, mom. I'm going to make you happy. I, I know I'm dumb, um, but you know I'll do this one thing. And this guy took the test and, you know, he gets done taking the test and his mom says, hey, what, you know, what'd you think? He's like, ah, I probably failed it. I, I bombed it. It was hard. It is a difficult test. And weeks later, he gets his test score back and he has a 1480. Now, again, for you guys that are unfamiliar, the SAT is comprised of two sections, two main sections. It's a, a reading section and a writing section. They're both worth an 800 point maximum. So the perfect score on an SAT will be a 1600. This guy got a 1480, which is really, really, really high performing. I'll give you guys some examples. You know, I thought I had an extremely good SAT score and I was a, a 1080, right? If you get over a thousand, boom, you're doing backflips. I was a 1080, which I thought was an extremely good score, but it was nowhere near the amount of getting like academic aid or anything. So this guy got a 1480, which makes him a genius. And the first question his mom asked him when he got the test, she was like, did you cheat? And he's like, well, I tried to, but I, I really couldn't because it's basically impossible to cheat on the SAT. So it's this big, massive surprise that this guy that was left for dead gets this extremely high score. So all of a sudden he starts thinking, man, like, I'm smart. Maybe I should give this school thing a try. And he starts trying harder in school. He brings his grades up. Um, long story short, he gets into college, an Ivy League college, which is one of the kind of the most prestigious colleges here in the U.S. And he goes on to become this magazine entrepreneur that ends up being a millionaire, right? And the funny part is, right, if that's not a success story in its own right, here's the very interesting part. So every once in a while, the SAT, they, they make mistakes and they kind of let you know when they make mistakes. So 12 years after this guy graduated college, he gets this letter in the mail that says, hey, sorry, but we made a mistake. Your score actually wasn't a 1480. It was a 780, which is a pretty bad score. Um, oops, sorry. So it's interesting, right? This guy thought he was this genius, but he really wasn't any smarter than what he originally thought. So what was the difference? Well, as soon as he got that 1480 on his score, a light bulb went off. He was probably told his entire life, you're dumb, you're nobody, it's not worth it, you're stupid. And again, I come from the Philadelphia um, 
public education system, which is one of the worst in the country. Um, unfortunately, I, I've seen that and experienced that my whole life as well, where teachers just be like, ah, you know, just try to graduate or, hey, it's not even worth studying. You're never going to amount to nothing. I know you guys are like, how can teachers say that? Unfortunately, it's true. And again, you start believing this stuff. When everyone says it to you, you start believing it. And that is your destiny. And you usually get into bad stuff. So he was told this his entire life um, that he was going to be a nobody. He was nothing. He was dumb and he was stupid. And for the first time, something different came about. Something right. Quantitative said he was smart. So all of a sudden he started taking actions that smart people are supposed to take. All of a sudden, the teachers that were teaching him, instead of leaving him for dead, they start saying, hey, maybe we missed something. Let's try to teach him a little bit better. Let's talk to him a little bit different. Let's help him a little bit more. And that one moment launched his path into becoming a millionaire, all because he believed. Now, this was 100% by accident, right? 100% by accident. He just got the wrong score. It happens. But the point is this. The power of belief is so strong that you can change your life. And we, we talk about a cycle a lot in trading, or I guess it goes for anything in life, called belief, actions, results. Because trading is the same way. Trading is extremely difficult. You know, 99.9% .9 of traders fail at the beginning. 90% of traders just fail the entire time. But 99.9% .9 of traders fail at the beginning. And we reach this point where we think we're not good enough, right? I don't know how far you guys listening are in the process, but you learn, it's hard, you mess up. You learn, you, it's hard, you mess up. You develop a strategy, strategy doesn't work. You, you develop a strategy, strategy does work. You try to trade it live, now it doesn't work, right? There, there are so many obstacles, there are so many setbacks in trading. I think that all of us, or 99.9% .9 of us, have been at a point one time or another, or maybe you're going through it now, where you just want to give up. You've told yourself that, you know what, I've, I've, I'm just not good enough. I'm just not meant to be a trader. And again, you could do this for anything else in life. You're not meant to be a doctor. You're not meant to be this, a lawyer. You know, whatever you want to choose, you can insert it there. Um, but many of us have been at that point where we've wanted to give up. And it's really hard to get confidence at that point in your life. So that belief action result cycle is this. You have to believe that you deserve to be successful. You have to believe that you can be successful. You have to believe that what you're doing is going to make you successful. The more that you believe in yourself, the more likely you are to take the right actions. Again, this guy started thinking he was smart. All of a sudden, he started showing up to class. All of a sudden, he started doing homework. All of a sudden, he started trying a little bit, right? He started taking the right actions. And when he took those right actions, guess what happened? His results got better. He started getting better grades on papers, better grades on tests. His GPA, right? His grade point average went up in school. And then when that happened, right, he got more belief because now he's seeing, like, wait a minute, I'm doing these new things. These new things are giving me a direct payoff. This is cool. This stuff is working, right? Imagine this in the trader's part of the journey where you finally kind of dig yourself out of a drawdown. You go through your first drawdown and the drawdown is a period of time where you're losing money and it's dark and it seems like you'll never get out of this hole. But, you know, you believe in your system. You've done the work. You've done the back testing. You trust it and you keep taking the right actions. You keep taking the trades. You don't sabotage. You do only what you're supposed to do. And then all of a sudden, those actions draw, dig you out of that drawdown. You're at new equity highs. Now you're like, wow, this thing was big, dark, and scary, and now I, I just overcame it. 
So what happens the next time you get into a drawdown? Now you believe more. I've done this before. I'll do it again. And then eventually you get to the point where you blindly trust yourself. You blindly trust your strategy so much that you're running on autopilot. You can't be stopped, right? This belief action results cycle is so powerful. But it starts with you needing to tell yourself that you can be successful. And I go back to a point in my trading because, again, I'm, I'm just like you, right? Many of you guys know me as the 16-year vet in the market, but I started out just like you. I started out as someone that had a passion. I started out as someone that had a dream. I started out by every single person in my life except for one person, two people, right? Two people told me that I wouldn't be successful. I'm talking family members said I wouldn't be successful. I found emails of family members or sent this by accident, family members who sent another family member a message saying that, oh, you know, he's trying this new thing out. He's going to fail and, and bounce to something else in a little bit, right? Crazy family members doing that. But everyone told me I couldn't do it. And there was a point, multiple points in my career where I told myself the same thing. I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I was that dumb person, that dumb student going to school, acting like I was studying and teachers telling me, oh, no, you, you can't, you shouldn't just study. Don't even try. That was me. And I remember a game changing point in my life. I read this book by Tony Robbins called Awaken the Giant Within. And he taught me about positive affirmations. And basically, these were sayings that I used to brainwash myself. They weren't lies, but they were they were truths. It was stuff like you deserve to be successful. You've studied this many hours. So, you know, this. You understand this. I will have confidence, right? Stuff like that. And I started repeating this stuff to myself every single day as part of my trading routine. Every single day in the mirror, looking myself straight in the eyes, every single day, trying to force feed it to myself, forcing myself to believe it. And it took a while, but eventually I started taking a little bit more right actions. I started taking some more right actions, right? It was hard at first, don't get me wrong. I had to force myself to do, to get out of that comfort zone, force myself to do things that I didn't want to do, but I did them. And then slowly, right, very slowly, this is over a couple of years, right, very slowly, I started seeing some results. And these results, right, if you can imagine this, this journey of becoming a consistently profitable trader as being this, this dark tunnel, this dark tunnel, because you're all alone, right? No one knows what you're doing. No one cares about what you're doing. You're all alone. And I started seeing these little lights at the end, right? These were the actions. I started seeing these little lights, right? I was still messing up a lot. <laughs> I was messing up a lot. So I kept I kept climbing out this, this dark tunnel, but kept slipping down a little bit every time I sabotaged myself. And I started seeing these little lights. And each time I took a right action, that light got a little bit brighter. And finally, right, I said, Akil, stop being dumb, right? Put two and two together. The more you do the right things, the brighter that light gets. The more you do the wrong things, the smaller that light gets or the dimmer that light gets. And I started forcing myself to take more and more actions. And I started believing in what I was doing more because I can, I can, I can directly associate, and I, and I had numbers to prove this, right? I can directly associate the good actions that I was taking with the good results I was making. And once I truly believed in that, right? Once that belief increased, my only goal was to take more of the right actions, take as many of many right actions as possible. I started doing it over and over and over and over and over and over again until I finally became successful. Right. I turned myself and I had help of mentors and coaches and, and accountability partners and a, a loving, supportive wife. Don't get me wrong, but I turned myself from someone that really wasn't supposed to go to college. 
was supposed to be dealing drugs or just playing sports or uh, rapping, I turned myself into someone that wasn't supposed to go to college, to someone that graduated college, couldn't get a job because we were in a recession, picked up a hobby that no one knew what I was doing, no one cared what I was doing, that everyone was telling me I would fail at because 90% of people fail at it, and I turned myself into a success story. All because I told myself I would. I told myself I would. So for you guys that are struggling out there, for you guys that are stagnant, for you guys that find yourself in a hole or maybe you you lack the confidence, right? Understand you can be successful at anything. You control the way your brain thinks. You control the actions that you take. And if you can get that belief action results cycle started and it starts real small, it starts with just telling yourself positive things, giving yourself compliments, taking little actions. If you can start with that, you can predict your future. It's not predicted for you. You can make it whatever you want. Hope you enjoyed the show. Just one last reminder, our two-week free online trading event, Bridging the Gap, is almost complete again, running from August 1st to August 12th. But there is still time for you to sign up. There is still time for you to catch all of the recordings. There's still time to catch a few live sessions as well. So if you've been kicking the can on this, stop because it's going to be gone and we're not going to put it back up. So go over to www.tier1trading.com, register for that Bridging the Gap free online trading workshop and make sure you sponge as much of this free content as possible before it's gone, before you complain, and before you're left out.